Hello, hello. Welcome back to Droolish. Who's ready to talk Corona? Not me. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Now, if you are new to Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you relax, sleep, and get your mind off of your day. I talk about a variety of subjects. Some might be more interesting than others, but the whole idea behind it is to help you relax and just to chip away at that mind chatter you might have at night. I know some of us have insomnia, some of us uh, have trouble sleeping, and uh, it came to the, the realization to me that I tend to make people fall asleep, or at least yawn whenever I speak for long periods of time, or maybe it's just a subject I talk about. But really, uh, at the end of the day, I notice I tend to induce yawns, so I figured why not create a podcast and hopefully help people fall asleep. I do blend in uh, ambient sounds and uh, background noises, generally rain or campfires. I generally like to test different types of sounds, but I noticed that that's what helps with the most people. So uh, you'll generally hear in a few more minutes, and uh, today's episode. I am glad to be back. Uh, I am still, this is probably going to be the last time I'm only going to be recording one episode in a week, uh, obviously because it's Wednesday. So uh, yeah, so I the way I figure is uh, moving forward, uh, well, for one, if you're new to the podcast, uh, go, uh, there's timestamps in the description and you can get to the good stuff, like other things I'm talking about. But uh, I figured to mention this up front versus the end of the podcast, uh, mainly because I know most of the listeners that tend to listen, obviously, uh, listen to this podcast, uh, they're going to be, you guys are going to be more awake uh, early on, like the two minute mark versus the 40 minute mark. So, uh, but just to let you guys know, um, I want to try to increase the episode output that I'm doing uh, week over week. So what I'm doing is I am creating a poll. It's going to be in the description. I'm going to mention it on Twitter, and I'm going to link to it on my Facebook page uh, to see how many episodes a week do you guys prefer. Now, uh, this is different in the sense of... I'm just going to pull up my list here. uh, Because I'm thinking between either two and five days... Or, sorry, two and five episodes a week. Uh, I don't know how much, but depending on the episode count I want to dedicate more uh, more themed episodes I guess around each day of the week so if I happen to do it Monday and Wednesdays still as it as it's always been or kind of how's it been for a while then I don't think the format's going to change too much uh, but I think if it's going to be three four or five days a week uh, that I'm putting out episodes then I would like to have like one day that could be completely random or maybe another day that could be focused on, well, sports, if it exists ever again, uh, or things about like ideas or, or more sleep-related stuff. So that'll give me more ability to talk about a wider range of subjects, all while, uh, you know, all while one, keeping me interested in talking about things that interest me. Um, two, uh, I do like to, like I said, get all my recordings done in a single day and then work the edits and then uh, and then put out episodes accordingly. But it'll give me more structure and uh, and for me it's 
uh, I don't know, I, I think it's just really beneficial for me to start uh, setting expectations with the podcast. And for you guys, too, because I like to talk about a variety of subjects, as I mentioned before. I don't know if some of you guys like just the randomness of it. Uh, I mean, in theory, and I'm probably right, but correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, it's mainly just the voice. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the voice that helps you fall asleep, and the subject really isn't too important. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, the sports betting and everything else I've done has been uh, very fruit fruitful for some of you who've listened. But but I want to have more of a structured set so, uh, so you guys can have more episodes. One, that's important. And then two, uh, not just having more episodes, but it's to have a bit a more variety of episodes in case you're interested in in different subjects, if that, you know, piques what you're trying to go after. So, that's all. Uh, yeah, so I just figured I would mention that to you guys. So, again, the poll is linked in the description. I'm going to be mentioning it, too, on Twitter and Facebook. So, uh, and if you have any questions, ideas for the show, feedback, or uh, just wanted to say what's up, uh, please send me an email at droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Or feel free to follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can still follow me on Facebook. I, it's just me and like one other person on Facebook. I rarely use it, but I am trying to do a lot better with that. Now, I also want to mention this too before I dive in that uh, that in regards to the Patreon, I've been saying this for like three months now, and I'm terribly sorry, but I have not gotten around to that. Um, but I do think uh, as I start ramping up with more episodes at least you know assuming uh, you guys take the poll and please do it's going to take one second out of your day uh, just please consider it i know a lot of us have more time at home these days so i'm watching you guys i'm not quite watching but you guys know what i mean i know i know what you guys are doing I'm trying to sleep but assuming uh you know it's a, if it's in the morning and you guys are, are getting up or if it's still early at night before you're before you're trying to hit the hay uh, yeah, please, like I said, please consider uh, voting. And going back to Patreon, uh, yeah, I really will try to get something up probably by the end of this month. Uh, I, like I said, my biggest my biggest thing is I want to do a Patreon where you guys get value out of it. And uh, and for me, it's also like a good indicator of saying like, hey, like I don't know, like what can I offer you guys? Maybe it's like more of an inclusive club. Uh, I don't know, but. Uh, but I don't know, I'm just thinking more about the podcast and the content that I want to talk about and trying to give, give you guys either good entertainment, good value, it could be brain food, maybe just something interesting to get, maybe it just get, literally just gets your mind thinking about non-thing, like get your mind to stop racing. That's pretty much what I was trying to allude to, but uh, yeah. So yeah, let me let me guys know what you think, um, but keep your eyes out for the Patreon. Uh, maybe not. I should shouldn't be promising that, but I'm gonna try, guys. Um, yeah, it feels very weird uh, to be doing that. I don't know. It's I get why people ask for Patreons, and I've been asked about it before in emails uh, multiple times. But uh, it's I don't know. I, uh, it's it's I don't know. It just feels weird to me. But uh, I'll get to it, guys. Uh, also, wanted to brief call out uh, since. Uh, I, I found this either on Reddit and then a colleague mentioned this to me as well the other day. Um, but uh, if you guys are not familiar with, uh, I think it's called a Coursera or Coursera, no word. There is a 
free Yale University online course called The Science of Well-Being. Uh, it's, an it's an interesting course. Uh, the whole idea is trying to build happiness in the end, the scientific like studies of what makes people happy. And uh, what really piqued my interest is, one, obviously, we all want to be happy, we all want to be relaxed, feel good. But uh, she also alludes to sleep being a, uh, or the professor, I forget her name, but she alludes to, being, to, to, to having sleep being a key factor in happiness. And uh, this is a sleeping podcast, and I, I tend to agree. I've mentioned this many times before, where I think good sleep uh, could be probably the result of things that you do daily, or it could be kind of the start of something that builds for long-term happiness. But I think, I, think there's some, I, I think there is a huge correlation to that. And this Yale professor, um, university professor, uh, agrees. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'm right. <laughs> maybe I'm on the right path of being correct in that assumption. But uh, I'm going to link to that in the, in the description as well. Uh, I only mentioned that is because I started taking the first week of the course, and it's go at your own pace. So uh, I find that stuff really interesting. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but generally I like to try to invest in myself and try to. Uh, learn more and improve upon well, my previous version of myself. So, and the only way to do that is to study, learn, and understand well yourself. So, feel free to check that out in your own free time. If not, well, I'm not going to judge because, well, I don't know who's listening. So, you guys do you. So, talking about startups and startup ideas. The, we, this is that episode. I don't know if I even mentioned it before, but this episode is specifically about startup ideas and startup generation, or maybe just idea generation. So it's been a couple months since I've had an episode that talks about startup ideas, um, to steal and profit, and yeah, it's more of an aim just to you know get some. I don't know. It, I, I figure that's a good. Idea. I figure the name itself would pique some interest for some people who who are actively looking to build products but don't have any ideas. And the whole idea behind the startup uh, series, the startup idea series, is one, I just write so much about startups, uh, or think about startups, I think about apps all the time, I think about solving problems, I think about ideas nonstop. And my problem is I just never wrote these things down. I, I never really flushed them out. And I started doing that. Um, like, I mean, I started coming up with the ideas and just writing the notes down for the ideas years ago. Probably over decades. I don't, don't want to say decades ago, but it's starting to get that close. And uh, what I did is last year, I just took the time and I put it all in a big spreadsheet. And I try to flush out as much as I can with a lot of these ideas. Uh, unfortunately, out of like the hundred that I have in the series, I think only about 57 or 58 um, actually made it to the spreadsheet. And I've been uh, trying to find more of these ideas. I know they're either in note cards, they're in other computers, they're in my probably notes somewhere. But uh, but instead of looking for those old ones, and I'm still kind of trying to do that, I wanted to uh, keep you guys updated on the newer ideas that have been popping up, and, or, or ideas that kind of just popped up from years just either hiding in the back of my head. Now, at this point, uh, if I'm looking at my list, I have, uh, I'm going down to, okay, I had like 57, I think, 
and now I'm going to be at 58 and 59, or 56, and now I'm going to be at 58 59. Uh, yeah, so we've had 55, uh, 56, and then I'm going to go through 57 to 59 today. So there are three ideas today that I'm going to discuss. And before, if you are a newer listener, before you go say, hey, Joey, these ideas mean nothing without action. And I'm going to say to that, you are 100% correct. Now, the biggest reason why I wanted to talk about these ideas and the reason why I've been talking, and that's the key word, talking about these ideas, is that it's going to be nearly impossible uh, for me to implement every idea that I have. It's stupid. Like, it's not, not feasible. So this is more of a... This is, it's kind of twofold. It's one, it's an exercise for me to talk about talk about these ideas out loud. Do a little bit of background research into seeing if they might even be viable, generally in real time. And if it's something that sounds really good, I generally put a note or a star back to it, and then I'll circle back to it, and I'll talk more about it, um, probably to myself, more deeply, and try to get the ball rolling. Uh, but two, is that you guys can steal all these ideas. Most of these ideas are either, I mean, most of these ideas are generally problems that I have in my day-to-day life um, that annoy me. So if you want to go ahead and solve it, then you've done me a huge favor. That's it. Uh, I'm also on the camp that, you know, I don't want to be, I can't, I, I'm, I don't want to sound like a steep jobs or anything like that. That's freaking stupid, but like, it, like, but I think like idea generation and, and collaboration with other people uh, is key to, Figuring out, you know, better solutions, um, better results, and better ideas. And in order for me to believe that, I have to be someone that actually has to give, give, give out ideas. And if you guys want to take it and do your own thing, that's fine. If you want to take it and you want to run with it or try to pick my brain for more stuff, equally fine. I, I don't care. Uh, and what I don't, what I don't understand is how people are very very nervous about sharing ideas I mean an idea is an idea and at some point an idea generally especially if it's a solving if it's a problem solving one is one that someone else has either had someone else has already thought about or someone else might think about in the future because generally ideas unless it's pure like innovational like 50 years in the future stuff um, they're generally going to be an evolution or improvement off of something that currently exists so the likelihood of someone else having a similar idea at some point, if not already, or in the future, is almost 100%. So, uh, so that being said, all, the, all these ideas I mentioned, um, at some point, they probably would have been 100% unique. Uh, some of these ideas over the last eight years probably and literally have been created and have solved the need. Uh, my favorite one is Habitable, so I'm going to mention that right now. It was one of the first uh, apps I mentioned, and I did research, and it did exist. So. Uh, so that's you know that's something worth mentioning. I also believe that with uh, sharing ideas or just spouting these ideas out, uh, one, uh, I know this is actually more than a list of two, but uh, two things. But uh, if you're trying to sleep, I think just talking about ideas and idea generation and kind of like theory crafting uh, while you're sleeping might actually help you guys dream more, uh, more creatively. Uh, might actually think more about more of these ideas in your sleep. Uh, and maybe you can run with it as well. Or just, like I said, just to boost your creativity um, in your sleep. So uh, I also believe, again, at some point, most of these are pretty much problems that I'd like to solve. And and I don't know, I just, I just feel like at some point, like, 
if anyone's going to take action any any of these ideas, then it's totally worth it for me just to talk about these things. Uh, it's no secret that one day, I mentioned this a lot, uh, I want to have my own business, potentially like tech agency or something like that. Uh, kind of like, uh, I think there's a site or a company called Idea Labs, where all they do is just create ideas and they build apps and turn it to light and they turn them all, turn them all into little companies. Uh, I don't have the money, I don't have the, I don't have the crew of people that can help make it possible. Um, but I think the more I dive into these and the more I flush out some of these ideas and the more I understand about, the more I understand about uh, things about uh, certain industries and more about like people and skills and like and behavioral uh, stuff. I, I think I'll be good. Uh, I, I think I'll be in a good place uh, down the road. Uh, still a long ways to go. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's it's something that does pique my interest. And in, I don't know. It's just for me, it's fun. So, without further ado, I know we're 17 minutes in. Uh, let's uh, let's start with uh, this first idea. So, idea number one, or in this case, number 57, I believe, uh, overall. Uh, I call this uh, AR Life, that's the name, or actually the name of it I call it HUD. Uh, but the concept is essentially uh, it's augmented reality in life form. It's an IRL like HUD screen that is similar to like any sim or any like game that you would normally play. And you know these games are, you, you, there's so many games that have HUDs, like literally every game. And if you aren't familiar with what a HUD is, it's a, uh, I think it's they call it heads up display or hands on display or something like that. where uh, you know, you play a character, and on the screen you'll see like your health points, your gold, your money. You know, it, you know, there's so many different stats and th things that are shown, and even like in basic fighting games, like the HUDs, basically like the timer and the fight bars. Um, Call of Duty, there are generally like the bullets, the guns, the gun selections you have, your health, all these different things. Uh, you know, I'd be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't really understand what a HUD is, I guess, uh, after explaining that. So. Uh, but essentially, I want to find a way, especially if it's just your phone, and a lot of people are connected to their phone, is to create the IRL HUD. And I mentioned how it's similar to Sims is because we're the Sims game. And the, R the IRL uh, app essentially will fill out your information, you can connect it to your accounts, that's only viewable to you, and uh, it's only viewable with like a face and touch scan, because you, I mean, you can share it with friends if you want. But essentially, you're, it, it's a it's a physical and tangible way for you to see that you're you're playing out your own life. Uh, maybe a possible piece of hardware, so you only you have it. I'm mentioning it here. I'm looking at my notes here. And what what the display shows is well, it, it shows that your profile. So essentially, it could be a photo of you. Essentially, when you're in when, when you're in the app screen, like here's your name, here's your age, you know, some basic information about you. That's fine. But when you're kind of doing your day-to-day, -day, if you're like on the phone, or if you're, if you just even look at your app and just kind of see how you're doing, um, it updates. And by talking about connecting to like a certain accounts and and how to track everything you're doing, uh, maybe it's probably better if I just walk you through like a customer journey to probably give you guys just, like more of a story behind it. So. Uh, just imagine that you wake up in the morning uh, like at 6.30, you know, you, you, you go on, you go to the bathroom, you know, you, you uh, brush your teeth. 
Uh, while you're kind of just hanging on the bathroom, maybe on the toilet, you pop up the app, you see the screen, you see it's a new day, it says, hey, welcome, welcome Joey, today is the 25th of March, uh, how much sleep did you get, something like that, just be like eight hours, what time did you go to sleep, whatever, you know, you put that in. What's interesting about this is that the, this app can connect with, let's say, a sleeping time app or, or something else that you might be using that could track your sleep. So you can just say, oh yeah, I slept well, I did this, cool. And what it'll do is that it'll give you, it'll start giving you stats. And all these stats are going to be based off of what you put in initially and kind of what you do day in and day out. So it's a bit of a, it's one, it's kind of more of a productivity tool, but two, it's also a way for you to hold yourself accountable to kind of like what you do daily. Um, so you can see that you, if you get up in the morning and like I said, you go open the app and you see like, oh, you had eight hours of sleep, put that in. And, or if you had eight hours, yeah, if you had eight hours of sleep, you'll see, cool, your, your energy for the day or your, you know, awareness stat right now it could be like 99, like, you know, you're ready, you're ready to go. Or it could be like, yeah, two hours of sleep, it might be like 30. You know, you're kind of just lull, you're, you're groggy. You know, you have an awareness stat that'll pop up and say, hey, like, here's where you're at right now. You know, it's like, here's what you can do to boost it. Like, there could be a prompt that does that. Um, but you know, that's, that's generally something that's more real time. Essentially, when you do that, um, you can connect with your other accounts too. So you can wake up, I see the app and I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, why don't I just see what's kind of going on in my cash flow situation? So if it's connected to like your Mint account or your bank account, but preferably, like I said, it makes sense if you're connected to other accounts that kind of already do all like the budget management or do, do, do its purpose for you. And this is just more of a culmination of just putting it all together in in quantitative forms. So you can look and you might see like on the bottom right corner of the screen with your profile, you might see like, oh, you know, uh, I made like $60 today working, but I spent $300 today on a new system. So you can kind of actively see like, okay, well, here's here's where your funds are at. It can almost be like a health bar where you're seeing like, like I have X funds in the bank and now I'm losing some because of the spend I did yesterday. So you can kind of see something that could be like, um, like a one-off, like here's my certain amount, or you're gonna have something that's, you know, when you wake up, you can see like, oh, like an update that flashes like, oh, minus $25 today, or something along those lines. Uh, generally, those things can still happen if you make a purchase in real time. So like if you went to, uh, to like a Vons, Albertsons, Myers, or maybe I should have just said grocery store. And, uh, you know, you just buy some potatoes and, or you just go to McDonald's and get a lunch, and after you spend your money, uh, you just eat for food. Uh, you, your AR version, the HUD screen, will pop up, and it'll say, well, here's how much like money you have after this exchange. And, I mean, knowing most of these companies, credit card companies, it's almost, I mean, it's pretty much instantaneous in how it shows up, so if you just have a way to connect it to your actual AR HUD, you know, IRL HUD, then, you know, your actual amount updates in real time. And what you see on your HUD and what your screen is optional and it's totally up to you. But you can also have different stats upon different things that matter. And I talk about adding, like quantifying stats and quantifying attributes pretty frequently. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's totally crazy. Uh, for one, it's, it's huge in sports. Like literally every game is quantified stats of every little aspect of a game, of like, of, of how to play a game. And I want to take that into consideration for, you know, day-to-day, -day, real life. So if you have, like, net income, money, there you have that. Or if you have debts, you might have another graph that says, oh, here much, here's how much you owe. 
and you can just visually see uh, you know how the decisions you make impact either your money your, your physical stats your 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 overall health and uh, you know there's still the ability to say like oh, you know actually I'm gonna go back to this user story so um, so yeah you check your bank account you notice you spent money you're like okay fine you know I'm gonna go to work today that's great you know you can estimate money you can put in then uh, you can go in the, in, then let's say after you take a shower you're real relaxed you have breakfast uh, you know the app would know like oh yeah you, you eat you ate this time and and you're probably like your hunger levels like at zero you're not hungry at all um, you, your energy levels might have started out that's like 40 or 50 because you might have felt groggy or kind of like at the like the 80 or 90 mark uh, but what's cool is uh, you know, you you know, like during a day, you can work like eight or ten hours. Say, say you know that uh, you you're able to work ten hours today pretty easily, but um, and but outside of that, like outside of those ten hours, if you work twelve hours a day, you might not feel great or you might not feel like as mentally sharp. So what it does is that you can actually start tracking like how you're feeling in real time, depending on like the habits that you built. So let's say you worked an eight, ten-hour day. Let's say you work an eight-hour day, and it was it was pretty light. You know your you know your stats would be like, oh yeah, your your mental energy, or, you know, yeah, that mental energy that you have to give. Say after work could go from like a hundred, and it's drained down to like forty. After you know something that after some work today, you might have had a few conversations, and you can look at your stats and be like, oh, you know, I'm at a forty today. At least that's what I believe. Uh, maybe I can spend time writing or doing something else that that requires a little bit a little bit of mental energy but you know you can do it and a lot of these numbers and stats are based off of like what you've been doing over time and it's more of a habit tracker uh, so with that 40 energy you have mental you're like oh you know what maybe i can um listen to a podcast while going for a run so you go downstairs or if you have a home gym or if you're outside you know you can go for a run uh, the app might be might be running in the background, um, but it can track. But essentially, if you want to track it to like a jog app, it connects to another app. The jogging or running or that Nike Plus app, you could see like you ran for five miles and listened to an audio podcast. You know, cool. Well, when you run for five miles, you know you could have all your physical stats. You see, and you're like, well, here's my strength, here's my endurance, here's my sprint, here's you know, all these things you can do that are related to more physical stuff, uh, and. Uh, you know, you can have like milestones. So you ran for five miles in a day, and that's the most ever. It tracks that. You can add yourself like, hey, congrats, this is something new. You know, add plus one to your happiness score. And I generally would like to see if this app, like, I would either have three three digits max out at a hundred or maybe a thousand. But it, but generally, overall, uh, you know, you can you can see what you're doing, how you're doing it, and literally it's quantify like the numbers that you're doing. So like if you run for like two weeks straight and you notice your endurance, your speed, your stamina, like everything else has gone up. But if you don't like go to the gym or lift weights or anything else, you might be like, well my power or my strength or you know my, my you know some of those things, um, they can go down. And again this is still in concept mode. And I feel like I've been talking about this for ten minutes, but uh, but you know all these stats can be really flushed out, especially if again you connect it to other apps that already kind of allude to your physical strength. And I think like Body Space app, like you wander, like you know there's a lot of like my fitness pal will be another. But if you're able to track track 
everything that you're doing in other apps, and you'd use this app to quantify and actually chart out the progress that you're making. It turns into like an uh, the, the, app, the IRL HUD app now turns into something that you can use day, day in and day out. And maybe it's things that you could share with your friends and be like, hey guys, look at my stats, or here, here's this. And, and you can create your own custom stats too. If you wanted to play, share with your friends and you guys wanted to play like Call of Duty, or League of Legends, or other games, you could be like, oh yeah, here's my, here's my FPS ability skills or my strategy game skills. Set out of 100, I might be like at 10 or 20. But if you practice and you win more, again, it'd be great if there was APIs and stuff you could connect it to the app, and then you actually, actually see your skills update in real time. So uh, I, I think this is something that can be super granular um, if you want it to be. But for something that's just plain and simple, it just can, like I said, display your health, your age, uh, you know, if you're sick, you know, uh, obviously your health in general, like, like your health points for that day instead of 100 or your energy points might be like at a 40 or 50 starting out and you can't get up to 100 because of whatever uh, you know i i think that's i think that's great uh, i i just feel like just being able to set benchmarks and tangible goals um it is a lot easier when you're able to physically see it and i think something like this could be very powerful i could be wrong but this is just, this feels just more of a interesting piece to track your life it's an interesting like life productivity tool i guess I can't say like time productivity or health productivity. I think it's just a life productivity tool. So, idea number one. Hopefully, uh, that one will pique some interest. I don't know. I, I I really like that concept. I don't know if it's possible, but I, I like the concept. Idea number two. Now, this idea is what I talked about prior. This is a more of a useful function. Uh, I would say more iterative or a useful function. Uh, app. This is well, app one, but uh, I think it's useful for time, time productivity, and uh, this is another probably productivity tool I would call. But uh, this name I have it's called Money Time. It could probably be a better name, but the whole concept behind this is that this is a time tracker that creates uh, charts, graphs, cohorts of effort made. Now, before I dive too deep into that, I'll explain. Uh, I need to call back uh, a, a guy I mentioned a few episodes ago. His name was uh, Sam Ovens. And he, at least to me, is like the anti-Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, both are wildly successful in what they do. Uh, how they go about it is completely different. Gary is all about hustle, all about working. Um, you know, his style is more in your face. He's, he, relates to, he, he resonates to a lot of uh, people who generally just don't know better, um, you know, or I don't say don't know better, but, you know, who aren't, who aren't really sure of their path, or they're generally young, uh, but he literally compete, so has a mainstream appeal to everyone, uh, versus Sam, who really, he's only created three courses, and he's, and he built a company, uh, consulting.com, from the ground up, I think he's, I think he mentioned he's only hired, like, 18 people, and he's made, like, 50 million a year, um, helping businesses grow. And he, and he doesn't use social media at all. Um, Gary's always on social media. He touts social media. Sam only uses social media for his like groups that he has, or to put ads out to show people, hey, like this program is good. Um, and he actually calls out like he's like even though he hates social media, he understands that to get to speak to the people that are on the platform, he actually has to pay ads to get people to understand like they shouldn't be on social media. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's kind of like he has to join them to convert them to not use it, and then that's kind of that's kind of his thing. Um, but he's seen like at least got like hundreds or thousands of reviews. Either way, I'm not gonna chalk that up too much. But one thing I've noticed in Red, and I found to be very useful, is that he comes up with a way to track time, and that was kind of where the idea of the time tracking episode came from. Is that you know when you track time, he tracks them 30 minute intervals. Uh, and he kind of quantifies that into saying, like, okay, how many hours um, a week do I dedicate towards this one activity or the other, or another activity? Uh, but he uses uh, his, like, time tracking um, spreadsheet or methodology into, uh, he converts that with his, I think it's called the 80-20 power grid, where he lists dollar amounts for each activity that you're doing. And these dollar amounts are set based on his his insight, his opinion, you know, it's something he made. Um, however, it's something that you guys could technically do yourself if you want to quantify, like, things that you do into a dollar value. Um, but what's interesting is that uh, I found some, I found a problem here, um, mainly because I have to use two different spreadsheets, I have to move things around, and sometimes, like, when I, I, I still track my time, like, all the time. But when I create... Uh, you know, when I track my time, when I track my intervals and see what I'm doing and how effective I am, uh, I, I made it simple. It's just something that's like value, ineffective, and just sleep. But I wanted to, and this might be something that I'm probably going to start and just create myself. Um, but it's, but, but it's not actionable with, with the with the unit with, with tracking my time. Tracking my time is one thing. It, like I said, it just tells you how you're doing it. But to make it actionable, you need to do something that shows you like something that progress is being made, like actively, or doing, or it gives you to do something that will change, like the way you do things from what you're seeing, uh, like immediately. So, so I figured, like, why not just automatically create like a combination of that. And this is, like I said, this is where I say like, like a time tracker that creates charts, graphs, cohorts of effort made. Um, it also assigns a dollar amount, pretty much like a time value of money tracker, based on pre-existing activities done in 15, 30, or 60 minute blocks um, and attracts your activities. Now, the goal is to be focused on one thing at a time and quantify the value of tasks that we do. So, for example, it, there are there are time tracking tools out there, um, but they're not really set up in like 30 minute intervals. They're not like set up the way I, I would like to actually have units of time. Because uh, for me, uh, that made sense when Sam talked about it. I tried it and I found it to be very amazing. Um, but if I were to say like how I spent, you know, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, studying uh, like a course along those lines, uh, it would automatically assign you a dollar value of what you're doing and say like that could be worth $100 an hour. So you, in theory, down the road, like the, the effort that you put in, it would be worth $200, or sorry, $100, since you study for an hour. And what it does is, if you're able to track your time, and I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be real time too, like if you have a real time tracker, like real time time tracker, I should say, uh, similar to like Harvest or Clockify or anything that's out there. Uh, when you're done with the tool, or when you're done with the activity, uh, categorize it, you can say what you've done, but categorize it, and then it will automatically tell you how much, you know, long-term value of money you think. So if you're playing video games all day, you'll see, like, um, you're not making, for example, 
at zero dollars an hour, or if you're just, uh, I don't know, just making bad decisions nonstop, like, like getting drunk 12 hours a day and doing nothing. Well, you know, you might be losing like 20 or 50 or 100 dollars an hour or something like that, because the time that you're not doing it is time that you could be effectively doing something else. And this, this app would just be a way to quantify what you're doing. And I think this would be a great starting point for people who have no idea like how to, how to use their time. And what you can do to make this app more valuable is outside of just tracking the time, you know, it, it would also be a resource tool that would track or that would tell you like, say, hey, like here are some of the things or essentially you can even set like your goal of how much you would, you know, theoretically make week over week. And the whole idea behind this again, it, is to quantify the good activities that you're doing, like 80, 20, like the high value things that will pay off long term. So, for example, like if you're trying to build a website for yourself, you know, it might take you like 40 to 100 hours, but if that's tracked at like $100 an hour, you know that eventually that site will hopefully rank, you'll get people months from now to like, they need your services, they'll potentially find you, you know, and you can sell your work. So that's kind of like how, how, how the whole dollar power thing concept uh, goes, uh, is that it tracks your long-term like life value out, out of doing or putting the work into these activities for the payoff in the future. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, obviously that makes sense. I mean, you know, the more education, the more you invest in yourself, and it's, it's not just something that people say to tell you to go do things, it's, it's real. You know, if, yeah, if, I, if I had no skills in coding, if I had no skills in marketing, if I had no skills in, like, anything, you know, why is someone going to pay me, like, $100 to, to fix a car or to build a website or, or to even, like, proofread stuff? Like, I, if I don't have any of this, like, I, you know, you have to either spend time, you have to, like, either pay money to learn skills or in the age of the Internet, which is very important for some of you guys. If you're still, if you're still awake and you're wondering, like, I can't afford things or do things. Um, the alternative, and this is what I've done, uh, usually throughout my whole life, if I don't have money for things, is that I instead of money I pay for, I pay attention. That's it. There are things out there that people offer you advice for free, and people can provide like high value information for free, but. If you're assuming free information is worthless, even though it's just as good as something you pay for, like a thousand dollars, then you're going to treat that information as worthless. Uh, you know, treat treat information you perceive as worthless. It's going to be worthless to you. And again, with this time tracker thing, I think it's just it's similar to the the IRL HUD thing. It's like if you're physically able to see what you're doing and how how it's affecting you day over day, like on a screen, like in the palm of your hands, like you're physically holding a device that tells you, you know, you're doing great or you're sucking, one, one or the other. I think that's going to be enough to change, especially if there's ways that calls to action to help you create those changes. So that's kind of where the idea of time or where, where money time comes from. Uh, again, the, this could be something that's flushed out big time. Uh, and I mean, hell, I mean, you can turn that into something that's gamification if you want to compete or you can collab with other people and try to do other things, but what, again, with this whole thing with the time tracker is that not only does it track your time, but again, it creates charts, graphs, and like cohorts. So if you don't know what a co cohort is, uh, it's more or less just a way of saying like, demo I don't say demographics, but it's just uh, segmenting certain types of 
behaviors or, tra or, or yes, I'd say that, like behavior segments or sometimes it could be like demographics or you're segmenting out a specific group of habits or people. But you, you'll be able to see like, oh, you know, how much, like how much time of the week you're spending doing low value things, how, many, how much time of the week you're spending, you know, medium value and high value. And then you can go back and review and say like, oh yeah, this week I'm gonna try to cut 30 hours of terribleness, something along those lines. Um, again, this is more or less essentially just an app form that's automated of what I'm doing currently on a spreadsheet. Uh, so uh, this might be one, I said this in the past for a couple of other apps, but since this one's fresher and I'm currently actively doing it, this might be one that will legitimately exist at some point in the near future. Something like this could exist. I'm actually going to look right now. Uh, I felt like I was in a good run of just talking about things without actually like spending the time go hopping on the internet. Um, but this one seems like it's a problem that could already be solved. So I'm going to see time tracker uh, with money. And toggles, free time tracker software. Free time tracker, yeah, I have a clock if I already have that. For any device, ability. So, powerful reporting. So toggle. This might be this interesting. So toggle, T-O-G-G-L. Something for everyone. Uh, so if you want to do a starter pack, it's nine dollars a month. Okay, and comparing these plans, it's just basic time tracking. That's what it says. So there's an auto tracker, tracking reminders, tags, keyboard shortcuts, idle detection, time formats, offline mode. Uh, Pomodoro timer reporting, time audits, billable rates. So you don't have billable rates for free. So yeah. So what I would find interesting with time tracker is that it's more or less a customized preset of activities that you would do. Uh, or you know, time tracker I'm thinking of. But I don't think Toggle does that. Uh, or at the very least, it's going to be really hard to set up like yourself to do it manually. And again, the whole point of like getting these apps and out and ready is that. You don't have to spend time and effort and stress to set it up. It's supposed to be ready for you. It's it, it's the problem that's solved like right there. So I'm not seeing anything that really pops up yet. Uh, TS TS sheets or T sheets. Uh, easy time tracking with over twenty thousand reviews. So uh, employees can clock in and clock out with one click. Integrations, team management reports, web mobile app, time clock kiosk, uh, cost effective. Turn it to tr traditional punch. Yeah, so I'm not really seeing anything here. Most of it's all like work related. I'm seeing uh, time tracker about ability. So track time for efficiency and uh, profitability. Uh, Timekeeping for payroll and billing simple. So I think they're kind of onto something with this ability one, but it's mainly for HR to track the profitability of their employees and not so much the tracking of your own. Things. So, yeah, I, I feel like something like this could exist. There, I feel like something out there does exist that doesn't like actually quantify the value of time that you're doing, but it gives you like the predetermined like set of activities that you can automatically put in on what you're spending your time on. So it could be like, I'm running, cool, or I'm exercising, specifically, I'm running. Okay, so you can actually just label out what you're doing and categorize it under the right uh, time metric time value of money metric. At least that's how I'm seeing it. I'm very surprised that it's not existing. Uh, although to be frank, this would probably be something that it would be a paid out. 
or an app that would have ads in it, um, only because, uh, as briefly mentioned this, but like, I, in my heart of hearts, believe that a majority of people will not take anything seriously if it's free. Like, bar none. If you want free, you can get the paid advert, or you can get the ad version. But if you are serious, spending a dollar or two or ten or a thousand or whatever that you feel like is worth it, and you take action on it, uh, is generally worth it. So, I mean, that, if you already assume that value. So, that's, a, that's kind of what I was thinking there. Idea number three. Now, I mentioned idea number three in the last episode or a couple episodes ago, um, but this was more of a, that was more of a, like a hidden idea in a podcast, and I've probably done like 10 or 20 of those uh, in all my episodes. But in the, in officially tracking my, in my spreadsheets and everything else that I'm doing, I'm including this one because I feel like it does have legs, uh, some legs. Maybe not as many legs as the other one, you know, it doesn't have like spider legs, but I'd say like dog legs, maybe human legs for this uh, platform, for this idea. So this is a platform, it's a 27, 24-7 streaming platform channel. And now by streaming, I don't mean like by Twitch um, or live streaming. It's, like, I think of more of like a Netflix or a streaming service device for entertainment um, that is for, more for, for, for professional um, TV product. For, ah, I can't even speak for t- for production, uh, professional quality entertainment, not just someone sitting with a webcam trying to like eat cats or do ridiculous stuff, but like something that is a blend. I call this um, no, actually it does have a name, but essentially it's a twenty four seven streaming channel where all episodes are done in real time. Now it's not not live, but it's a blend of what cable television is, or what it used to be before, like the internet and binge uh, watching, and the thing is, you know, you want to have great quality TV, uh, you want to have great quality creative everything else, but there are going to be no reruns, you, know, you can catch reruns, it probably sync up with like Netflix or YouTube or even like its own website, but Everything you watch has to be like all new in real time. So every half an hour of programming or hour, it's going to be completely brand new material. Uh, the schedules will still be run similar to how cable, like every week or maybe four, four or five days a week, you might have like 10 episodes of a show uh, that, that goes on. And again, like I said, the whole idea is that uh, you don't want repeats. You want to have like HBO quality shows that are run once that you have the ability to go back and watch at some other point. Now, there's going to be no ads, and if starting out, you only have two options. This is going to be like, here's the channel, here's the show, or the site, or whatever. Here's where you're watching, and here's what's going to be on all new, high-quality TV. Or you can just view all the other previous episodes, of that, like videos on demand. But what I noticed, and what I've seen, is the increase, uh, especially more recently, with people wanting to watch TV together either online or, or have more of that social experience uh, of interacting and what they're seeing in real time. And social media does a decent job, but when you have to deal with spoilers and all these things, like it's easy to get caught up in all these. It's, it's easy to, to lose traction in a show or something you like. So by creating a way to uh, minimize that, 
and creating more of a like, hey, we're all coming together for this 30 minutes or hour experience to talk about the show with other people or, you know, like the old school camel. And I know, I know this sounds pretty archaic, but like, um, I think that's going to be great. But, but, you know, I can't say but, 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 or I should say yet, that's the right word. Yet, here's the caveat. This is a good caveat. No ads at all. It's it could be its own channel, it could be streamed, it could be anything, but there's no ads. It is always running. And the best way to pay for it is one, well, two different models. Like, you can make this channel completely free. Or two, uh, sorry, you can make it completely free and just do product placements in all episodes. But two, like, your episodes can be literally 30 minutes long or as, he or as long as you want it to be. Actually, let me take the next set as long as you want it to be, but generally, uh, most TV shows are typically constrained because of ads, but in this case, it wouldn't be, um, mainly because of product placements. Uh, I would probably focus on having shows that have like pretty sick product placements to have a completely free channel. Uh, you could probably bypass the paid product placements if you want to have a premium service, like HBO quality stuff. Um, but the thing is, there's a lot of content that I know Netflix is one like green lighting, and they're trying. You know, obviously they're trying to customize it for each individual experience. But uh, I do think there's still like a lot of people, a lot of talent, a lot of creatives out there that want to show what they can do, like show that they can be really creative, that they're legitimate, or they might be really good writing, you know, really good at writing or storytelling, but they just haven't had their chance. And I, I think Netflix is one is a good barrier, or sorry, a, a good entry in. But, but I don't. But it's, I don't think it's for everyone. And two, I mean, it really could simply be. And I put this in my notes here. It could be something that's actually leveraged from like another content creative network. Uh, my biggest example that I think of is uh, YouTube. I'm surprised they haven't pulled off something like this. Uh, I mean, it's pre-selected 24-7 TV that could be viewed on stream or on a legitimate channel. I mean, heck, running, hell, start with a wide variety of shows and then add additional channels on the way down, uh, no more reruns. So, I mean, YouTube has their own premium, like, content, the red content. Uh, what I find surprising is that, one, they charge a lot for it, but two, like, if they're trying to pull really great quality TV, and this is the key, is a TV, not just, like, random, like, internet stuff. But like, if you want to give like these creators like their own platform to create their own like legit shows that are not just bare minimum like the 15 minutes that they're hoping for, like I think that has serious legs. And I think it's a model type that um, is probably neglected uh, because everyone wants that binge aspect. They want to look at their things like their stuff in real time. Um, but at the same time, like I feel <laughs> I. It's, this idea is one is obviously not a need, so this is like a little bit greedy for me, but it's um, but it's something that I believe there is a good majority of people that would enjoy something that's just um, something that's catered to them. Like I don't know about you, but it's almost like searching for Netflix or Hulu or whatever um, Amazon Prime shows takes longer than watching a show like like watching the show itself and I want to stop that like some people just want things packaged already they don't want to think too much they just want to be they just want to find a channel and just be entertained about the things that they like and it's up to the channel to hopefully like cater that like with good quality shows I mean HBO is like the prime example of 
like high quality TV. Like it's like they wouldn't be in business if they're charging X amount and doing things for people, you know, for for most consumers, uh, and having terrible programming. Like that's not that's not how it works. But if you're able to offer something free, and it might, like I said, HBO quality would be sick, but it's, it's like I said, it can't be positive. If it's possible, it'd be awesome. But like, uh, that would be something that would be very long down the road, but you just find like the right creatives and the right shows that gets people incredibly involved. Uh, I, I think there's something there. And, uh, you know, I don't think putting it on Twitch or anything like that makes sense. I, I just think that keeping it classic, like, here's always on TV, this channel, great stuff, like just throw it in and see how that responds. But again, that one, uh, that idea was mentioned sneakily a couple episodes ago, I wanted to include that in this one. Uh, like I said, not, I don't think that it has as many legs as the other two that I mentioned, um, mainly because it's a platform compared to just an app, so I think getting that started is a little bit crazy, but uh, but that's yours if you want to take it and pitch it or do whatever with it. Uh, go nuts. Now. One thing I was going to do, uh, this might be its own episode, but I really wanted to spend time talking about like idea generation. Um, but I think I'm going to hold off on that one for now. Uh, I might include it in a different episode down the road, only because we're almost at the 60 minute mark. And uh, I honestly thought going through three ideas, I'd only be at like the 30 minute mark. So I, I, eh. besides, uh, if you are, if you're sleeping for one at this point, obviously, I, don't know, I, fi- I find this, I find idea generation to be fairly useful, um, and uh, it's not something that I don't want to say I'm an expert at because I probably not. Um, but I always just think about ideas all the time. Um, could be the ADHD, but it's just I'm always thinking nonstop, and I'm always thinking about making things better, making things worse, or just coming up with just concepts or ideas uh, when more prompted. So, uh, I don't know. It's just. And it's just something I love doing. But uh, that might be... I can't even speak. But that might be something for another time. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to sneak that in this one, but it's not... I don't know. I I just don't want to speak to people who are sleeping. That's something that I find super interesting. Genuinely super interesting stuff I like to put up front, and then I just kind of go blah later on. Not blah, but you guys know what I mean. Like the the non-sexy stuff. So, that being said... I hope you guys, uh, by the way, I just like parting words here, so no more idea stuff. Feel free to turn it off if you are not interested, or if you're sleeping, feel free to keep listening. But uh, in regards to other podcast stuff that, you know, I don't know, I feel like these last like 10 minutes or so, 5-10 minutes, are for the, uh, the, I don't say the diehards, but for the people who either can't really sleep, or for people who really, either really enjoy the content, one or the other. Um, but I, I don't know, I generally just like to talk about random podcast stuff, the things that I'm seeing. Uh, it's more of like free time. Because really, at the end of the day, this podcast isn't really about me at all. It doesn't, doesn't make too much sense. I mean, I this podcast started out as like a half joke. Um, but it's been pretty effective to a lot of people. And I'm very glad and thankful for that. Um, you know, that I'm able to help people fall asleep. And I've said this before, I think sleep is something that is incredibly valuable. I think effective, good quality sleep uh, is probably the core of good ha- like happiness at the end of the day. Uh, in some way, shape, shape, or form, I can't say it's a hundred percent correlation, but it's just me. this is just me rambling. And 
uh, one thing I wanted to point out, I'm like, I, I don't know, I like going through looking at like my uh, podcast stats. Is that uh, is that when it comes to creating new episodes, uh, multiple episodes a week, uh, I in a perfect world, and I say perfect world, like if there are, there's unlimited time and unlimited energy, I would say. Uh, it's probably best to have an episode every day of the week. Obviously, because it makes sense if you can't, if you have trouble sleeping at night, um, and if an episode helps you fall asleep, um, you're probably not going to want to listen to the same thing on repeat. And unless if it's something that, no, I, I can't. I don't know. I might be wrong on this one, guys, but I, I don't. I don't think having like repeated stuff, things on repeat, um, is going to be beneficial. Uh, for me, I like to listen to things once. If it's something really valuable, then yes, I'll save it and use, like, use it for learning. But if it's something that's for, for like entertainment or for, in this case, kind of like sleep-tainment, I don't know how that makes sense. But I don't think people would want to listen to the same episode over and over again. So having seven episodes a week is probably like the most ideal. Um, but I don't think that would be possible, at least for the time being. Uh, but in per- like the perfect world, seven episodes, and I, it would be like on uh, YouTube as well on top of the podcast um how i imagined it on youtube would be kind of more of like more of like a rain pixelated type uh of a video where it's just like the same like gif clip of like either rain going down and like me like in a studio talking just briefly just moving my mouth very similarly and kind of just blends back and forth not supposed to be anything that's like super crazy or, or involved it's just something that kind of gets your mind wandering or maybe just like fire like nice like pixel art fire if and i don't know why I, i'm very obsessed with pixel pixel art um because i love video games so much but uh, i haven't really played them in a while anyways enough of the mind wandering yes um but i've noticed uh especially when i'm looking at the more recent episodes and holy cow i have like 700 downloads in one wow um yeah so that's crazy uh but anyway, I'm noticing a lot of like more of the episodes that get a lot of traction are related to more of like sleeping, like sleeping subject stuff. And I've certainly been wanting to talk more about like sleeping and improving quality of sleep. But um, but obviously this podcast is for me is just talking about a lot of different subjects that help you fall asleep because of my voice. But if I were to double down on sleep, like talking about sleep and helping you improve sleep quality while my voice puts you to sleep, I feel like that would provide a lot more value too. But I also don't want this podcast to be all about talking about sleep. It's going to be, like I said, I want to talk about things I want to talk about, uh, at least things that pique my interest. And I want to try, like I said, try different types of episodes as well. So I, I, like I said, I, I think having more episodes will fulfill that uh, need. And it will, uh, you know, give me that. I won't feel as constrained as much. And uh, I know it sounds weird because, like, no one's even talking about, like, no one outside of this podcast. Like, it's just me. It's all me just thinking about, uh, just thinking out loud. Like, no one thinks about this stuff. But, uh, but like I said, at the end of the day, I want to provide a, provide good value for the listeners. I want to help them fall asleep um, in one way, shape, or form or provide value in another way, shape, or form. So, yeah, that's kind of where I was getting at. Um, but, 
I don't have anything else too much to talk about at this point. I do get that, um, you know, stuff in the world's going on, and I really don't want to talk about it. Um, but I want you guys to know that, you know, lay off social media just a little bit. Um, this is just a request, but please lay off social media. Uh, please lay off a little bit of the news. Um, you know, the world's changed so fast in the last two weeks. Um, like, literally two weeks ago, everything's just changed. And I have my own thoughts, my own opinions. It's probably a different time, a different place to talk about that. But, um, but all I do know is that, you know, the more we guys, like, hop on social media, the more everyone talks about what's going on, um, you know, it's just people blaming other people or people blaming, you know, just people blaming it's all bad news bears, like, everywhere. And at a time like this, you know, you don't want to play the victim. You don't want to be the victim. And yes, a lot of us are <laughs> going to be victims in this. Like, like generally, you know, I don't, I don't know many people who are benefiting uh, from this situation, especially with health. But you know, this is time where you're at home. And you might still be awake, and and I say this every episode, or more so. If you're awake at this point, for one, if it's before midnight, okay, eat a mandarin. I suggest eat a mandarin. Just eat one. Eat, eat a mandarin, please. Um, if it's if you're between like two, if it's like three or four a.m. and you can't, and you woke up and you can't go back to sleep and you listen to this, and you listen to this episode or this podcast, um, I just say just get up, please, and. Uh, take out the trash or better yet uh, clean the toilet like I don't need anything bad behind it but if you're going to want if your body wants to stay awake if you want to go to sleep you know something's got to give so if you tell yourself to start doing a chore and if your body says you know what never mind I'm gonna stay in bed there you go you're you're likely going to fall asleep um at least that's in my experience. How do I know that? Well, I practiced it all the time. And last night was not an exception. It's, yeah, I got up in the middle of the night, my dog came in, I thought she wanted to go outside. So I went from kind of tired to fully awake to help her go outside and she didn't want to, she just wanted to hop on the bed. And I just laid in bed for 30 minutes and I told myself, well, you know, I gave myself the 20, 30 minute rule of like trying to sleep and if I can't, force myself to do a chore. Decided to, get up and start writing and then as I took my first step I said no actually I'm just hot so I just went up and turned down the temperature and went lay down and thought of thought for a minute and said oh okay maybe it's time to write and then I said screw that and the next thing I knew it, it was seven in the morning so I said like I said that trick works for me pretty well and if that's you right now wake up in the middle of the night I suggest trying that um, do the chore I think I had a point behind that, but I just wanted to wanted to drop those little uh, nuggets of, of helpfulness if you're still awake. But uh, yeah, but anyways, assuming you guys are awake and you're still listening and you're still unsure of what the future holds, uh, you know, just just remember that you know if you have extra time, if you have extra energy, you know, it's up to you. It's Maybe, you know, maybe this saying this will help, but like it's literally up to you to decide what you're going to do with this time. Um, is it going to be effective time? Um, is it not going to be effective time? 
Uh, you got to spend time studying. Are you going to learn a new skill? Um, or are you going to argue with people on Twitter or Facebook for eight hours a day and post memes? Um, to each his own. But I've noticed that the more I'm on social media, the, the more angry and annoyed I get at people. Because a lot of people who don't know better are talking like they do know better. And the reality is, no one knows better. Um, so that's just kind of my quick two cents behind that. So, um, But the only thing I do know is that focusing on yourself generally is a good idea compared to the opposite of that. So, um, But, uh, you know, my end, I'm holding, I'm holding down my fort in the sense of trying to be productive. I have a big old whiteboard. I mentioned this of of my uh, productivity blitz session. I've gone back to that. Uh, you know, drastic, drastic times come come to or ah, drastic times come. What is it? Yeah, desperate times mean desperate measures or something like that. I don't know, but it's pretty obvious. I'm kind of a kind of getting sleepy. Not sleepy, but kind of just wearing down at this point in the podcast. Which means I should stop talking because I don't have anything else much to say. But hey guys, until next time, take care and dream easy.